0: Sometimes I just want to be a kid again. My childhood was amazing. I grew up in the Southwest. I was always outside exploring, and most importantly, my parents paid all the bills. (laughs) When I think of my childhood, I think about the toys, games, and TV shows that really marked that time in my life. And when I think back to it, I feel like, man, I wish I could bring some of that back. From WVEZ Chicago, This is When Magic Happens. I'm Jennifer Shea Lovelong here with Taylor Coward and Cheryl Jackson. Okay, so y'all, I want to know all about your childhoods. I bet they were fun. Cheryl, tell me something. Tell me like
1: what your childhood was like. Child, I had a good time. I had such an amazing childhood. You know, the stuff that shows are made of. Yeah. Uh, It was the best. You know, first of all, I have four siblings. I have four siblings. So growing up, four siblings and we're all two years apart so you know it's madness at all times um but it was it was magical especially now that I look back and I know that's just not the norm you know at times it was like a, a maybe even a tv episode mm-hmm. it was very classic it was fun warm rambunctious wholesome just all the things and um, I'm just grateful for that experience very very grateful.
0: What's a moment that sticks out for you?
1: Summertime. Summertime in Memphis. First of all, the heat is on hell in Memphis during the summer. <laughs> um, let me just say that. But my warmest memory is hanging out on my friend's porch. She had a swing. The family had a swing on their front porch. And we playing music, you know, the, 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 the hit songs in the late 70s, which were just magical into itself like brick house, what? Um, And then deciding who we're going to have uh, a crush on for the summer. You know, you had to have a summer crush. Okay. Of course, you didn't have a summer boyfriend, but a crush was good (laughs) enough. It was good enough. Um, And it's just fun, just laughing and hanging out with friends and playing tennis in the middle of the street, called street tennis. And um, it just was a beautiful, warm... Uh, neighborhood to this day, we even have a Facebook group called uh, Cherokee, the Cherokee Kids. And um, and that was my childhood.
0: Hmm. Taylor, how about you? I want to hear about your childhood. Okay. I also loved being
2: out in the summer. Mm-hmm. And that's the most, that's like my strongest childhood memories. And so my mom would do like a, a DIY slip and slide with like baby soap and water in the backyard Uh, and we had mm -hmm. a little inflatable pool Um, and I had a country father so (laughs) we would uh, catch fireflies in jars and he'd poke holes in the top but yeah I I loved summer holidays a lot so we'd do fireworks I remember every year and I'd be so looking forward to school to end because there's so many summer holidays Mm -hmm. but yeah I, I think Summer is a really fun childhood time because you're free, you're out of school, and you get to see your family more, you get to go
0: on vacations. So I grew up in the Southwest, and we were always outside, Mm -hmm. always. And in the summertime, we would walk everywhere, like walk to the park. We would walk to the 7-Eleven and get bubble gum. You know, my parents were very, like, they just let us be free. And it really was kind of that rule where when the street lights come on is when you come home, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And right. we just, we were always exploring. We would go to a friend's house and just, you know, play games or, you know, just, I just felt like we were so free, mm-hmm. you know, we could just kind of do all different kinds of things. And I also remember though, my mom, she was an adventurer. So she sometimes would be like, hey, you guys, let's, let's, Get in the car and go like we'd go to Carlsbad Caverns or we'd drive to Dallas, Texas, you know, just these random sort of spontaneous trips that we would take just to kind of like get away, you know, and to explore something new. And I really appreciated that, that like, you know, there, there was one, the freedom of being able to just explore within our own backyard, but also... You know, this adventure that she brought to our life, too, where she'd just be like, let's hop in the car and go. Mm-hmm. And my dad was also like that, too, except he was more like outdoors. We would go fishing and hiking and, you know, he was he would take us skiing, you know, like there was mm-hmm. just always something really interesting that we we would get into because they were exploratory. That is another fun um country father memory was fishing
2: yeah yeah we fished a lot and a very vivid memory is my brother like uh he he wanted to like really throw the line out real far mm-hmm. so he kind of threw it back behind his head and I heard my dad yell an expletive and uh <laughs> the hook had caught him right in the ankle <gasps> and I'm like well you got a big fat fish <laughs> Your daddy. (laughs) He caught our daddy. Um, But yeah, fishing is fun. Um, I think fishing is one of those things that I want to reincorporate into my adult life. Um, Because sometimes nostalgia is a little painful because it's this thing that's gone and it's this Mm -hmm. thing you yearn for. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to reincorporate certain things I did as a kid into life now to make it a little less sad you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. so i can have it back so i used to knit all the time and yes i was like a six-year-old grandma like knitting with my school librarian but it was something <laughs> i really <laughs> it's something i really enjoyed and i'd have knitting circle every monday oh. with my brother and my librarian and other kids and i found a class in beverly that does beginners knitting classes mm-hmm. because I feel like mm-hmm. I need to refresh, and so I'm gonna join that next Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Oh, fun! Because um, I That's just neat.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it because I want, I want to look back on things that I did and not be like, oh, I wish I was still doing that thing or I wish I still had this thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do some reincorporating. I like that. Nice. So, like, knit, Cheryl, knit,
0: what pearl. are you what are you reincorporating? <laughs> so knitting. <laughs> Knit, knit, pearl. <laughs> knit, knit, <laughs> pearl. Okay. <laughs> Those are the stitches, the two stitches. Knit, knit, pearl.
1: Um, I was really creative as a child. You know, I, my parents had us in, in summer, it also happened during summer. They um, put us in classes, uh, with swim classes, art classes, music classes. Um, and I really enjoyed the art classes. And, um, I was the school artist. So whenever they needed something, like for school plays and, um, you know, the production for school plays or the signage, they come look for me. Where's Cheryl? And so I ended up kind of being the go-to person for my high school, uh, for art. But I am, I got my undergraduate degree in painting and drawing, um, but I'm a long ways from that now. And my mother's, you know, constantly writes me about, when are you going to get back to that? When are you going to get back to that? That's something to reincorporate. But it, it's hard because it requires a commitment because mm-hmm. uh, you can't just like, oh, squeeze an hour here and there. It, you have to be in the zone, you know, at least for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't go from back to back Zoom meetings on budgets and workflows and operational plans. And oh, next second, I'm, you know, whipping out my oil paints or charcoals. So I just, it's going to require a different level of commitment, but I I like to be back there. Um, when I'm painting and creating, it's like, um, Time ceases to exist. It's, it's just suspended. It feels like slow motion. Yeah, and that's a cool feeling.
2: Maybe you can follow a Bob Ross episode. Mm, you know? I and used have, to love those. The joy of painting. Yes, and then just pause and be like, "Oop, I got a meeting." Yeah,
1: Bob. That's awake. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should try that. Take a baby step is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. Little, You're little Absolutely steps. right. What about uh, what about you, Jennifer? What do you want to? reincorporate
0: well you know and i've started doing this is 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 roller skating Mm. and i remember going to the roller skating rink but like now in atlanta it's like it's like a thing you know it's like a whole roller skating culture where people you know learn how to do these different moves um on roller skates, and and I can do, like, the most basic, mm-hmm. but I like the physical activity, right? Mm-hmm. I love the fact that there's music, and, you know, you're, like, dancing on roller skates. You're going around this little roller rink, and I don't know. I've been doing that. They have this thing on Sundays. It's, like, adult skate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can just go out there, and you. also what's really fun is people, you know, wear things that, like, one time, I wore like this little seventies ish jumpsuit. Like Ooh. you know, you could just kind of like make it fun, <laughs> right. make it your thing, you know. And it's so it's like and it's, that,
1: and it's so back now, you know. Yeah, people are really into skating.
2: Yep. How did you all have good balance in the in the seventies? Nah, I didn't say that. Okay, because I just feel <laughs> like I, so many young black people <laughs> spent their weekends. Like the the big rink here is called the rink yeah. on the south side. And I was just like, all of y'all skated? How? Yeah.
0: Well, and not not. not good. Okay. Cheryl's
2: like, not me. Yeah, not not, me.
0: not good. But I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about reincorporating it, is it's mm-hmm. like you're learning something new. Right. You know, you're learning like a new way to roller skate, which right. is kind of fun. So
2: And and can wear a fun outfit. And fun well that's
0: really the point. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you fall and some, someone will help you up.
1: Hopefully he's fine and tall.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you're not tall enough. <laughs> right, I'm going to stay right here Let on this ground. Get back round. on the ground, okay. please. <laughs> Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th
1: at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
2: What kind of trends did you all have back in the day that Mm -hmm. you were like, I had this thing, everybody had it, it was a must-have? Because those are so interesting to me.
1: For me, you know... The big thing was Atari, Hmm. you know, the video game. Oh, okay. Um, But Barbie, personally, my brothers, I had three brothers. I have three brothers. So, you know, for them, it was Atari. That was a rage trying to find the Atari set. Is that a console? Um, You know, it is. It's kind of like a precursor to... Oh God! I don't even know why I'm trying to go down this path. Um, the, <laughs> the the Wii. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess no, uh, not the Wii, but the handheld things that they have now that they, they do. I don't know. You could tell I. Mean, yeah, okay. you tell I'm so Gen X right now. Like the little thing they do now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was a precursor to that, and uh, but for me it was Barbie, mm. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie girl. I was a Barbie freak. I had everything. As a matter of fact, did anybody watch that uh, special episode s- series they did on HGTV, Barbie's Dream House, where they had to go in and redo a house, a competition to redo a house into Barbie's Dream House? Mm. And they had to do different uh, eras. It was like in June or July. No, it was in July. Oh, and wow. they had to pick different uh, eras, like you do the 70s or you do the 60s mm. or you do the. 80s. And I was there for every episode. I was just like, don't call me. Don't talk to me. I'm here in front of the TV watching this. And I saw my Barbie dream house on there. So the one that I had my most beloved possession in the entire world. So for me, it's Barbie. I had the Barbie beauty shop, the Barbie airplane, the Barbie ski chalet, Barbie, um, you know, camper wow um, had the barbie vacation home nice. um airplane i had it all and barbie I was ski, just, chalet. Yes, ski chalet yes <laughs> wow. ski slope and everything oh and she would slide down and she had her skis on and she'd go down this ski slope and it was just i yeah that takes me back to this day if you want to see me just regress Okay. <laughs> Put a Barbie in front of me. All right. <laughs> Full on regression.
2: Did you collect Barbies, Jennifer?
0: I did. I had Barbies. I, I actually, I really love dolls. Okay. Like I, I had a lot baby of dolls? different, all kinds of dolls. Like any, you know, there there was a doll called it was called Real Babies. I had Barbies. I had um, is that the one Cabbage that pees? Patch dolls? Hmm?
2: Is that the one that pees?
0: No, it was like an actual alive. weighted. <laughs> It was a weighted baby. Like oh. like it was a real baby. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, just any doll. And my mom would also, she would find like random dolls. She even made dolls. Oh. Yeah, like because she knows how much I, I just, I love dolls. But I any doll. Yeah. Yeah. Do, we, you,
1: do you have any of them still with you? I
0: do. Today? I still have one doll that my mom made. Oh. And her name is Jessica. And she's oh. been with me. Now my daughter, I tried to pass it on to her. She's like, I don't want like, it. Uh, <laughs> no, that is creepy. <laughs> no. oh.
2: But there's, it's like a really saturated market now. I mean, mm-hmm. she could have a Bratz. She could have a. Yeah. What's It's some that are like spooky characters. Monster High. Oh, it's one yeah, that can be like yeah. a vampire or a werewolf. Yes. There's so many. I feel like back yes. in the day
0: there was like a doll. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. there's like so many. So many dolls. And you know what's interesting? She doesn't even like dolls. She likes horses. Like, she just wants, like... A horse girl. Yeah, she just wants horses. What about you? Did you like dolls?
2: No. Really? My mom really tried. I'd twist the heads off. And so my mom would come in my room and be like, Hey, why is the body over here and the head over here? But they, they make the most satisfying sound the original soft head Barbies <laughs> when you pop it out. Mm. It's this good good pop that it makes. Oh and so my mom would be like, hey, girl, these are for playing with. Like, these are not for snapping in half. And so she tried Polly Pocket. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen those? They're yeah, like these really tiny, off. hard plastic ones. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she can't pop these in half. And so we didn't do, like, American Girl. She took me to an American Girl tea party. And she said she was so disappointed because... We dressed up, we had tea, we were matching outfits. And she was like, you looked like you wanted to be anywhere else in the world. Mm. And she was like, you just were not giving me the time of day, nor kit, (laughs) nor any of the other dolls. I don't know what it is. I just, I had a brother. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I could just go play with him. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, And he was my younger brother. So like I'd dress him up. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'd make him do stuff, (laughs) and so I was like, "I have a doll, yeah, and it's alive, yeah, (laughs) it's baby (laughs) alive, (laughs) it's baby alive." (laughs) Do you have a like favorite key childhood nostalgic show in mind?
1: Uh, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood.
0: Oh, Oh, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So beautiful, won't you be my neighbor? Uh, Yeah, won't you be mine?
1: What it was amazing. such a sweet. What a sweet show. spirit. He it had. was. Yeah. He did.
0: It was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm that's the key to,
2: to like a, a good childhood show. It's like you gotta really just have a gentle hearted yeah. lead character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was that.
1: He was. R.I.P.
2: And I I whenever
1: <laughs> I was sick, I got to stay home and I got to stay home, which meant I get I got to watch Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Yeah. So Lucky. Yes, it was connected to being getting all the attention in the world and watching my favorite show. It's just, uh, yes, that has got to be number one in my. My my
2: sick show was The Price is Right. (laughs) 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 Come on down. (laughs) You're the
0: next contestant.
2: What was your stay at home sick show when you were little?
0: I love The Smurfs. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite show. Um, oh, and wow. I, I, I don't know. I just, I loved, wow. I loved them. They were just so like, they were funny. La, 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 la. They were just so happy. Yeah. And anyway, and I like, and blue, and <laughs> <M> blue, <laughs> blue, Gargamel, Azriel. But anyway, what about you? Uh,
2: have you ever seen Fraggle Rock? Oh yeah. My mom would basically play all the shows that she watched. Mm. So I'd watch Fraggle Rock I liked Sesame Street. I like grew up on Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And, but a new age show would be like Barney, The Wiggles, or Blue's Clues. Yes. I love Blue's Clues. Like to this day, Steve, the original guy from Blue's Clues, mm-hmm. he made mm-hmm. an Instagram account because he knows how damaged Gen Zers and young millennials are. And so he's like, they need me right now. And so he he made an Instagram account and he talks to followers the way that Steve talked on Blue's Clues. So he'd be like, hey, you you're doing so well. And like, I know the pandemic was hard, but like you stayed in school, you stuck it out. I was weeping (laughs) when I first saw it because I'm like, Steve knew I needed to hear that. And I, I love Steve. And the Wiggles, I think, are also getting their flowers now. Have you? Do you know the Wiggles? I don't. Oh my god! They're like I don't even. They're like the Beatles to me. Mm. Like I don't. They're I don't need Paul nor John. I have red shirt, yellow shirt, <laughs> 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 purple shirt. Wiggle. I think they're Australian. And
1: yes, I, I know. Of I them love them. My nieces and nephews were they obsessed so. with them? Uh, yes, I. I remember they went to a. They did a a road show or something at the theater and
0: they have like infectious energy Mm. so how do you think your childhood actually compares to this generation like if you if you think about Cheryl you think about your nieces and your nephews Taylor you think about like you know the kids that you're you know working with today what Mm -hmm. what's different about your childhood versus theirs Uh, Well, I
2: was the first generation of helicopter parenting, I think. And so kids don't break bones anymore. They don't skin knees anymore. And like my mom talked about how she'd like fly off a bike or like she got kicked off a horse once. And like, (laughs) I think people were a little looser with their children in terms of like them going outside and kind of embracing the earth head on mm-hmm. I feel like kind of the new wave is don't even let them touch the ground you know what I mean carry them everywhere don't let them get hurt they can't eat dirt they can't you know mm-hmm. and I'm fortunate that like I was the last dirt eating generation I think, because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like it, do, it does make me comfortable with you know being outside and I want my kids to fall and get back up and Mm -hmm. be resilient um and so I I just feel like I noticed that really Mm -hmm. that like they don't they don't get roughed up I think like maybe my mom's generation or like my later generation did yeah
1: yeah
0: Think on your feet for our fast and curious 5K, a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from
1: WHYY and NPR. Child, my sister Michelle, she has four children and three boys, and then there's a big gap, eight-year gap, and then the daughter. But those three boys, she, she, she had a loyalty plan. She was part of a loyalty plan for the children's emergency room because <laughs> those boys... <laughs> We're constantly, constantly being, um, having to go to the ER because, you know, they just, just, they play too much. Okay. <laughs> <play really> <laughs> it was, you know, limbs threatening to be cut off and it was a mess. Um, so I don't know. Maybe how old are they now? They probably your age. Um, um, uh, Taylor. So you, you there's probably I, I maybe see your point because I was like, well, no, 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 it's still happening. But when I think about it, they they are, you know, around your age group. So I think we were the last survived. ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the other one that's the my niece the, who that came eight years later. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! For for her thirteenth birthday, she told her mom she wants to be an influencer. Uh, can I have an account? Do you have account? But it's, you got so many privacy uh, things, rules around it. I can't follow, no one can follow me. I yeah. can't follow anyone. Yeah. Can I please? That's, that's her birthday wish. Wow. That never would have been my birthday wish, but that's her birthday wish. One of her birthday wishes. She wants to have a real um, Instagram or TikTok account. So that's different. That's very, very different. But yeah, I, yeah. I really feel for the parents and and young people that are up against the whole social media oversized influence yeah. of, of social media. Mm. You know, with the challenges, and some of them are so dangerous. You know, the dance ones are cute, but you hear those horror stories mm-hmm. about the you know the challenges on uh, TikTok challenges or IG challenges. So, so I think that's different.
0: Mm -hmm. I would agree with you. I mean, I think like even thinking about my my childhood in comparison to my kids childhood. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we were we were outside. We were talking and communicating with people directly. Mm -hmm. You know, we were Mm -hmm. playing. We were, you know, having a challenge or getting, you know, confrontation or conflict was direct face-to-face you know it wasn't like Mm -hmm. this thing where you hid behind a screen like you were actually having to interact with people Mm -hmm. you know and just the kinds of experiences that you had were more directly linked to engaging people as opposed to like a screen you know and so like whether that be video games or versus being outside Mm -hmm. or video games or social media versus like this is the way my I connect with my friends not not that it's not legitimate it's just very very different right you know very different in the way in which they kind of socialize and um so I would say that's probably the biggest thing that that I notice um also just like their level of creativity and play is so different you know like I, one day I was like, hey, hey, y'all go build a fort. And they're like, what's a fort? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, Google it. Girl, give me <laughs> my Google Nintendo back. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, just basic things like, you know, being creative about, like, we'd want to build our own treehouse or like just come up with things that we could create, you know, and their creation is kind of done digitally you know well I I
2: wonder if that creativity you had to have because you couldn't go yeah get on a device of course and so I think if you took that away from kids now they still could come up with it Sure, but I do feel like the Wii and going to play tennis on the Wii was much more fun than, like, pretending to play tennis in my backyard. You know right, what I mean? Right. Um,
0: <clears throat> or just
1: going and playing tennis.
2: Yeah. And but, Or
1: just get out in the street but, with, yeah, your, with you, a racket.
2: I will and, also say I'm from the Stranger Danger era as well. I feel mm-hmm. like, like my mom told me she used to get ice cream from her old man neighbor out of his window because he worked a good humor. And I was like, you went into his house by yourself? She's like, Yeah, every week. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> like it it is also just a different world. Yeah. And so, like, when I have children, I don't know if I'm gonna be super comfy telling them, just come back in when the street lights are on.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think though we also know more. You know, like like honestly, growing up it was like we were oblivious to, uh, to all the things like, it was just like oh go out there you know and, and I think now obviously we're getting information we're getting information yeah. in real time yeah. and so like our you know our sort of what we're attuned to is different because yeah. we have more information the awareness and before we were like I'll be back
2: <laughs> maybe <laughs> Go get on that
0: bike. <laughs>
1: I'll
0: see you in eight hours. <laughs> okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm I'm kind of curious. Like, if you could turn back time, what era would you return to? Like, where would you go back to in your childhood?
1: What age?
2: Um, Cheryl, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. There... Generally, I, I appreciated my childhood and I enjoyed myself and I felt very privileged to have the childhood that I had. But, I you know, I don't really have a burning desire to go back and relive it. However, there is a moment that I would like to go back and relive. And that moment was when um, I was a senior in high school we were done with our classes. We had not yet um, graduated. Our, our graduation ceremony had yet to come. But we were done with classes, and we were having our senior day. And my group of friends um, decided to have a pool party at one of my friend's homes. And we were jumped in the car. We were headed to our house. And the sunroof was back, and, you know, One of my favorite songs was on the radio. And it just was this moment of everything was before me. I had a sense of accomplishment behind me and promise in front of me and having no worries about either. It was just such a lovely moment of feeling free and light and (laughs) full of hope. I'd like to have experienced that moment again.
0: Mm.
2: What about you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't know the time I learned to tie my shoes. Jeez. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheryl, Tony Morrison in here. Yeah. Um, I think, I think 10 years old. Mm, I think right. 10 years old was very formative for me. Mm-hmm. I started to, pick up on some of the hobbies that I think I still enjoy today. Like I, because before that, my mom would pick out all my books to make sure they were age appropriate. And if she felt I was advanced, she'd move them up. And, but then I was like, that's when she let me go to the like Borders bookstore Mm -hmm. and like pick out what I wanted to read. And I remember that being exciting because you're starting to get your own freedom. You're starting to, kind of become a person Mm -hmm. I think before Mm -hmm. then you still are I don't know you still share opinions of your parents and everyone gets along at school but around 10 you're like hey I disagree with that Mm -hmm. you know with family Mm -hmm. with friends and I felt like I was becoming myself and who I am now and so I'd go back then and just enjoy it I think yeah I think that's like a great age
0: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. What about you? Uh, well, I would say actually when I was in high school, like my, my junior and senior year, because mm-hmm. it was kind of like I had to kind of figure things out, you know, but mm-hmm. I was kind of at the pinnacle, you know, like not only in terms of like the grade that I was in, but also just how I had matured, what I'd learned, you know, just all the things were like culminating, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I... um I just remember that being such a fun and special time. So I was like, I was a senior class president. I was a homecoming queen that year. Of course you were. I was class favorite. But my... <laughs> <laughs> of course you and, were. And I was, you know, it was just like all of these things culminating. Mm-hmm. It was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But like in a in a really fun, it was just fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a really fun way. I also remember being very... Um, Cognizant of the time I was spending with my friends for the last time, yeah. you know, before we went off to college, and just making these really special moments. Like in New Mexico, mm-hmm. we have this place; it's the Valley, right? Mm-hmm. And we would we would light these these bonfires in these trash cans and oh. stand around the trash can. Anyway, uh, okay. we would tip cows. Vintage, <laughs> vintage
2: activities.
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying. Um, and I don't even really know why we did the bonfire. It was just to stay warm, maybe. But it was just, it was just these fun things that we did yeah. that just made yeah. it such a special and memorable time. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what song that was really big, a hit during my high school years. Um, Mama used to say. You know, remember that? Yeah, mama
0: used to, mama say, used to say, say, don't you worry, Take
1: your time, out. young man. Yeah. We got different lyrics. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <yeah.
0: laughs> was, was that yeah. like mama, your senior song?
2: Say, like your graduation song? No,
1: it just was, it, I'm reminded of that song and, I, I, you know, now I really understand what that song meant. You know, mama used to say, take your time, young man. Mama used to say, don't you rush to get old. And I have a, a full appreciation for those lyrics. When I didn't um, hearing that song for the first time as a teenager, Mm -hmm. um, it's that carefreeness that is so precious. Mm -hmm. You know, not every child has the privilege of having that experience as a child. Yeah. But if you are privileged enough to have had that experience of being carefree that it's a precious time and we shouldn't, we shouldn't want to rush past that. But you know, past is prolonged. Oh my so gosh. here she goes, waxing. Go <laughs> <poetic. laughs>
0: And that's a wrap for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for your dose of When Magic Happens. And follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. You can find me, Jennifer Shay Love Long, on Instagram at being Love.
2: You can find me, Taylor Coward,
0: on Instagram at taylorcowardonline. Online.
1: And you can find me, Cheryl Jackson, on social media at Cheryl Jackson. That's Cheryl with an E.
0: When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago and part of the NPR network. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is Chief Content Officer, Engineering by Maria Lopez. See y'all next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.